You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a blue belt who trains at Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu and Logic BJJ, located in Pasadena, California. Ladies and gentlemen, Seamus Sullivan. Hey, thanks for having me here. Super excited to get to chatting. Man, like I said, the pleasure is all mine, man, to have you on the show and uh, bless us with your you know, with your knowledge and tales, man. So how's everything's mm-hmm. going so far? Oh man, everything's going so far so well. Uh, just got kind of done with the holidays and just kind of coming off of, you know, a lot of work and just kind of enjoying the downtime before the up spike in the, uh, the new year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pretty, pretty exciting things coming up next year, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So let's get right into it, man. If you want to, um, you know, formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and uh, let's hear about your jiu-jitsu journey. Yeah, sure. My name is Shane Sullivan. My jiu-jitsu journey actually started back when I started wrestling, uh, back when I was, like, in middle school. So I've wrestled since middle school, high school. Then I went into wrestling into college, uh, which is, like, club collegiate. But the cool thing about club collegiate is you get to go to D1 and get to invited into different, like, uh, you know, type of programs. Uh, so kind of wrestled there at Cal State University Northridge. Uh, it was great. Um, graduated, stopped wrestling. The best transition was probably go right into jiu-jitsu. So went right into jiu-jitsu in 2018. And it's been about four to five years of on and off jiu-jitsu just because of the lockdown, right? Um, yeah. I didn't roll, I, we had, we had uh, compromised people in the household. So I didn't roll for almost two years. And then when I came back to rolling, um, I sustained an injury uh but it but you know i just kind of uh I, I sustained an injury so i was like you know i'm just gonna be on and off because i've already gotten so many injuries from wrestling and you know doing doing all that kind of stuff that i, I was like all right it's, it's all right to kind of so i've been on and off for about the last four or five years but i've been consistently getting back into it uh and plan to do so more in 2023 so yeah it's been a it's been a tumultuous journey since uh i'd say 2009 almost almost um yeah it's been a while since i've I've been in the whole grappling world mm. okay so um or would you would you got any plans on competing or what 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 what's what you got in mind for uh next year so far you're like Honestly, you're like the first person i asked this by the way i didn't get the chance to ask, i didn't think to ask my other guest this but yeah competing yeah competing no well about what um, they have plans for next year so Oh yeah, yeah, for plans for next. Year. You know, next year, honestly, just to get back to being consistent. To be honest with you, Lamar, uh-huh. um, just because of just because of COVID, the injury, and just kind of everything, um, and like I just this year, twenty twenty two was a big was a more of a big uh, career development year for me, right? So I uh, had a business launch, do all this stuff. So I kind of was like, man, uh, <laughs> I just got to get back to being consistent. And with competing, you know, I grew up competing in wrestling for 2009 all the way to 2018. So it's like, for me to compete, like I've already been to the tip top, I've gone to nationals. Um, and I've, I've, I've done kind of that stuff. I represented uh, like some all star teams in high school for like California and stuff. So it's been great. Um, and you know, my body was destroyed. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm telling you right now, like, uh, my the field I'm in is all about, you know, all that but I, I got I got destroyed. So um, 
so for me to like think about competition like it's kind of far out for me just because like i've done the whole competition route um obviously in a different sport but that mindset it was probably for a different shameless at a different time i just want to be i just want to have this as a hobby i don't want to be i'll just be honest with you lamar like the thing about me was i was super obsessed with wrestling that i had such an unhealthy relationship with the sport with my body that this time around i'd like to just be doing jujitsu as like hey, it's a good hobby have a healthier relationship with it and don't get thrown into the deep end uh with your body's health <laughs> gotcha but i'm like complete opposite <laughs> when it comes yeah, to yeah. so like um <laughs> I uh I signed up for Grappler Industries uh in two weeks. So nice. uh it'll be my uh second tournament, but my first tournament as a brown belt. Oh, congrats. Congrats on the brown belt. Uh, you just got that recently, right? Oh uh, yeah, back in October. And congrats, congrats. Like I've been going so hard like these oh man, since that since yeah, since I got my brown belt, man, I just been gym training training gym training gym training back and forth back and forth man and it's like i i've never felt so like spent and tired and like like as long as i can remember but i i still get up and do it every single day yeah that see that's why i'm in the field i'm in um Mm. so like a little bit about me for the listeners like i'm i'm in the field of longevity i work for a company called cinegenics um, you know, I got my degree in exercise science. I wanted to do physical therapy because I had so many injuries from physical, from, from wrestling, uh, jujitsu and all that stuff. Um, that like, I was like, what, why does this keep happening? You know, like, mm-hmm. why am I always injured? But you know what it is, is it's what I learned from it was cause I would do wrestling, but I would train like a maniac with my lifting as well. And I did like CrossFit, different types of strength and conditioning. And you kind of realize like when you go to school, for this stuff like kinesiology exercise science like you realize like you can't you know to train really well you have to recover really well <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. um and and that's where i learned how to become actually a better strength and conditioning coach um i was a personal trainer for many years i actually trained some combat athletes um as well uh in my time i was i was working online for uh, i don't know if you know phil derue he's dustin poirier young you want young j checks and uh rdj's like strength and conditioning coach okay um i was managing some of their online stuff for for online coaching had like a bellator athlete or two had a few jiu-jitsu champs and some wrestling and muay thai folks and it was like you have to realize like strength and conditioning recovery it has to be very smart because i'm i'm just like you lamar like i could just be like you where it's like all i do is train and think jujitsu and it's like oh man so that's kind of like why i'm why like i have to draw back a little bit you know because i've I've seen the repercussions on my body i'm like i don't want to go through that again (laughs) man i'm I'm telling you like it's it's been it's been like like these like last couple days it's really been rough because like i was training consistently for like three weeks straight and then uh, my daughter goes to school, gets sick, and mm. everybody in the house gets sick. Oh man, good luck with that with the kids. <laughs> oh my so, gosh, I know I I have so many clients like, and I'm just because I'm I'm in that field, and like I just like I'm like, yeah. As soon as it's school season, I'm like half of them are like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of struggling. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's rough because I was you know I was starting to feel you know a lot stronger, a lot better, 
And I got, like I said, I got sick, took a couple of days. It was like, all right, this is ridiculous. Um, I was, I got, like, I got better like one day. And then after that, I was down for like a week. Yeah. So I was like, uh, so I just feel my body just like kind of like backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm, so I was mm-hmm. like, man, I gotta, I gotta figure something out, man. Cause I was, I had registered for, um, yeah, for Grappa Industries at two fifteen. Uh, I checked. I checked the scale this morning. I was like two twenty six. I was like, oh crap, man, this is not not good at all. But have you ever cut weight before? Uh, not quite. Like you know, I've never. The only time I had to like worry about my weight was like I was like little playing like uh little league football, so I necessarily didn't have to like watch my weight. But now that I'm trying to compete. I'm trying to learn as much as I can about it, you know. So you're 227 right now. Uh, 220, yeah, about 226, 227. Yeah, the most I would recommend is like a five percent decrease in water weight for you. That's you're pretty close to it. Um, you could do like a water cut protocol the last week of, and you could lose that weight. But man, if you're already feeling detrimented and you're feeling off at this point, you know, two weeks out, I usually just recommend people to taper, man. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you're just a hobbyist, like if you weren't, if you were five to eight pounds within striking distance, like of your weight, like some people can sleep that off the first, the, the nights before and just kind of do like a quick cut. If you feel like it's really cutting you up, I would really like, just as like a, just a person to person, I just, I know it was kind of our first time speaking to each other, but like, I would really recommend just like considering staying in the weight you have right now and just kind of being fine with that. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally agree. I was actually trying to. I probably have to do it at the day of, but I was trying to. Um, Are you weighing in with your gi too? I have, no, I don't think you have to weigh in with your gi. Because I know with certain people, like when I coach them, like they like they have to weigh in with their gi, and I'm like, dude, that's like another like three pounds, like three sometimes. four pounds, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I told myself if I can get down, like you know, comfortably get down to like. 220 like you know 215 mm-hmm. is gonna be like a big stretch for me right now um yeah, well, so 220 i'll be i'm fine with where i'm at but i just didn't want to get back to that 240 240 range where i was at when i first started so that's good that's good yeah i just would be careful just because the rebound's just gonna be gonna be rough on you for sure <laughs> yeah so like um i'm considering like i said this tournament that's in um that's in two weeks I'll compete at that weight that I'm at and then starting, I think the next one is not until March. So that one I will like, you know, try to find a weight that I'm more comfortable with because I'll have more time and I'll be able to be more consistent yeah. with uh, training. So that yeah. sounds like a great plan. That sounds like a great plan. Give your body the rest and recovery it needs. That sounds like a great plan. I think you'll, you could try to do this tournament like as a kind of like a feel it out. And then in the March, that one would be like, all right, where you kind of pop off. Yeah, because one thing about, you know, one thing about me, especially when it comes to anything jujitsu related, I kind of like just dive in head first. <laughs> so yeah. when I was like, OK, this tournament's in January you know, I was able to sign up for it in December. So I was like, all right, let's hit it. So I was going, 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 going and trying to just drop this weight, which I end up doing. I end up getting down to like 217. But like I said, I end up getting sick and stuff. But now I'm kind of like, OK. I'm not young anymore. I can't just keep uh doing this like this. So I'm like, okay, let me slow myself down and 
Yeah, and you, you got know, the kids, man. And you got the kids. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I bet you they're like, Dad, let's eat this. Dad, let's eat that. And you're like, I'm trying to cook. Wait, honey. <laughs> yeah, because we were like the other day, uh, we were on the way to training, and my daughter's in the backseat. She's like, Daddy, uh, can we stop at McDonald's? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> want to. No today. <laughs> yeah, I, it's hard, man. Cutting weight, dude. I cut weight so much in my career. And that's probably, that. that's what led to a lot of my injuries, man. I, I, I tore my left heel. My left knee was a mess. I tore my low back, my left shoulder, like my whole left side. It took like years of PT and just kind of recovery work just to kind of get back. But because of cutting weight, man, like there's just no water in your joints. There's no water in your body. Like, like to compete day of, like you weigh in and go, oh man, it's horrible, brother. Like I just highly recommend, like if you're, if you're just doing this for a hobby, highly just like get, do a more smarter plan and like make it more long-term instead of like, oh, two weeks from now, I just got to drop 20 pounds, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I, I follow, I try to follow the fight game. Um a lot and um you know depending on like certain fighters i'll watch you know watch their instagram and see how they go by you know training and cutting weight and stuff like that and mm-hmm. then you know when they do that weigh in their face all sunk in and they look just look awful i'm like yeah that's that's not how you're supposed to do that yeah that that well they have a 24 and if you look at the fighters now with like let's say ufc they all almost have like a 36 hour rehydration because they do their weigh-ins on Friday morning now. Right. And, uh, and then you'll see them. And then as soon as they're off that, you know, they're drinking the Pedialytes, they're drinking the, the, you know, the type of foods and then the type of food that they're eating is calorically dense, but not so heavy so that their stomach isn't feeling so um, bloated. Um, but they'll get their energy back and slowly throughout their day. So start eating more real foods, but yeah, man, mm-hmm. that's a, uh, uh, I mean, to perform like that, dude, I've been there, man. It's just horrible, like, to, to drop weight and then to perform and have, like, six matches and then and then have to have, like, two three-day tournaments, like, and then keep weighing in all the time. It's horrible. Yeah, horrible. yeah. But, nah, I kind of... I'm kind of taking this one as a as a test run, to be honest with you. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. uh, when, when I did my first tournament, I was, like, 247. So I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like the way I felt. I felt extremely sluggish and everything else. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this one at a smaller weight and kind of see how I feel then. If I feel better, I'll stay here. If I don't, I'll probably go up maybe a, or like up or down a, a couple pounds. It's just kind of see. But no, nah, I can't do the big drastic, like try to cut 20 pounds in a short amount of time. And then over the course of like two months, put all that weight back on. No, nah, I want to get to a weight that I'm comfortable walking around in. So if I do have to cut, I just have to do like one or two pounds, you know? Yeah. Easy. So. Yeah. Make it easy. Like make it part of your lifestyle, you know, it's just like a lifestyle thing and like a just kind of mindset thing. But that's awesome, man. I'm super excited for you. I can't wait to see that because I see your feet all the time. See you playing with your daughter. I'm like, dude, this guy is like, I can't wait to see it, man. Oh, man, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. So because I have yeah, the, um, I posted a video last night. Uh, I was messing around with my daughter and uh we were at the gym and i'm like okay if someone you know takes something from you how are you gonna get it back so we're like messing around and i was like no you gotta get serious and then she did a job serenagi i was like oh okay she knows <laughs> so, yeah but yeah man I, I you know i in all in all man i i do it for them man i got two lovely daughters of i want to say five but seven and two and mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. just my everything and with my older daughter training and you know watching me i'm like yeah man i gotta 
God assured that this is this is can be something amazing. So awesome, man! I'm so, I'm so glad to hear it, dude. It's it's good to be an impact. You know, I don't have kids yet, but like one of the big things I always tell my girl, I tell her I'm like, uh, yeah, they're going straight into like a martial art. Uh, they're doing uh, they're going to do all the sports they want, but like martial arts has to be like a discipline that they they use, especially if it's a daughter, like come on 100%. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she's um she's been to my first tournament. Uh she's seen uh like the kids roll uh you know rolling and training and everything else. So that's what really kind of like sparked it for her at first cuz I've always told her like you know if you ever want to train you let me know, but she was like kind of like you know iffy about it. But when we went to uh yeah, it was to tap uh tap uh cancer out uh tournament and they had the kids division first and she's like Oh look, they do what you do, Daddy. I'm like, yeah, they do jujitsu, and she's like, well, yeah. I want to do jujitsu now. I'm like, I, right. yeah, but, you know. So now she's like, she wants to compete. I'm like, okay, now if you want to compete, we really gotta train. Like, you gotta no more playing around, no more horsing around. Like, you gotta take it serious. So yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. You know, we, we're we're still playing around with the idea. Uh, she's still young, not gonna force it on her or anything like that. So we'll see love it man so um yeah so i i you know i do uh i know we we've talked very briefly about it um on facebook before the uh interview and i do see mm. your like workout uh well i'll say like your training videos and stuff so what do you like what do you recommend for like muscle recovery and uh whatnot for you know for training just something like yeah. simple you know that that's so funny we're talking about this i just kind of so just a little bit about me for the audience like i work for the field of longevity and a company called cinegenics i also have my own online coaching platform which is optimizing performance and nutrition uh that's the name uh where i, I work with just your day-to-day clients i love working with my day-to-day clients lamar just people that are like they don't do jiu-jitsu they're just moms and pops busy professionals right um but i do have a small little section of working with combat athletes as well like i said i did work previously with like top people like Phil DeRue and other big, big fight name names like that. Um, but so I have some clients and stuff like that. So with recovery, I actually just went over this with a, with a few clients and, um, you know, a few jujitsu athletes. So let's, let's first kind of look at recovery from, from just kind of a, I just want to give a little brief lesson on it, if that's okay. Lamar. Oh no, by all new, by all means, go ahead. Yeah. So when it comes down to recovery, um, you know, we can do a lot of output, right, Lamar? You can do a lot of output. You could do a lot of stuff. But when it comes to recovery, it just kind of comes down to how you recover from that output. Sometimes some people, they'll do one session and that's it for the week. That's just where they're at with their fitness level or their jiu-jitsu level, right? Um, so, and then some person can do seven days a week and they keep doing seven days a week and they just know how to recover from the day-to-day because they they have a concept called auto-regulation. They just tune it up or tune it down depending on the day. Hey, maybe today's a technique day. Tomorrow will be the intensity day, right? And then they kind of play with that. So recovery is kind of happening at all times, but like just to make it practical, just like my key, my like maybe like top three to top five recovery protocols are one, you really got to make sure you lock in your sleep. Um, I think a lot of people just kind of undervalue sleep Mm -hmm. uh not just in jujitsu world but just in my normal day-to-day clients like you know i got clients that are just like oh i gotta take care of the kids um which which you do 
Uh, they got to do the chores at the house. They got to do all these things. They got to work. And uh, I saw this a lot during COVID was clients didn't have a transition time where, where they, when they were working from home to when time was off. So they were like sometimes working well into the night mm-hmm. with their work because they didn't go from the office back to home and home meant, hey, relax time. They were just working 24-7. So one of the things I always tell people is I coach them on sleep habits. And there's a lot with sleep, but I would just definitely say to keep it simple, like have a sleep time and a wake up time, right? Try to sleep in a cold, dark room. Uh, try to have a great environment. Try to make sure you're not uh, on, you know, too much light beforehand, limiting the work and stress you have before. Um, and there's so much into sleep. I, I, I can, if, if I got another degree other than exercise science, it probably would have been on sleep because I, I can go on about this all day, but I would definitely say protect your sleep because that right there will be like, it's like a cheat code. If you can sleep more um, and everyone else isn't sleeping, you're recovering much better. So mm-hmm. lock in the sleep. Okay. Second type of recovery. I know this is going to sound weird, but because we're dealing with jujitsu athletes and just kind of athletes overall, most people forget nutrition is actually a recovery module. Okay. So um, I tell clients all the time, I tell people all the time, I'm like, don't underfeed because like maybe you're trying to lose weight. I know you're trying to lose weight right now. So this might pertain to you, but like don't underfeed because you're trying to lose weight. Yes. You need to lose weight. You need to cut, but that's primarily going to be a water cut. Don't deplete yourself so much that you're getting hurt. You're having like, you know, emotional, like outrages, like you're just losing it. And in the, in, in the short term, it's fine just because you got to cut weight Lamar, but <laughs> In the in the in the long term, like most people forget, like, hey, remember, jujitsu is a highly intense thing. If you make it that way, or if it's just a technical thing, it's still activity. Um, don't forget that nutrition is a form of recovery. So eat adequately, get your good amount of macronutrients like your protein, carbs, and fats, but make sure you still get your mix of micronutrients as well. Uh, that's all I gotta say about the nutrition portion. Other recovery factors, I definitely would say is just some soft tissue work. Um whether that's self myofascial release through foam rolling, um, mobility work, or even getting PT or physical therapy or massage work. I personally, when I was competing in jujitsu and doing training, I definitely would do jujitsu a few times a week. I do my strength and conditioning a few times a week, but I would get a massage once a week as well, whether that was a person that came to my house or I just went some, to a place. That would be a great form of it. Just because it's you know, it's just a, it's a way to decompress and it's a way to work on some soft tissue stuff. And if you find someone good, um, I have someone that's really good. They do soft tissue stuff, but they also do like hard manipulations. So sometimes, you know, you get choked out too much or your neck has a, you know, crook in it, you know, like a little crook, you know, they kind of fix that a little bit. So find someone that has some knowledge. I, I've been seeing a lot more physical therapists that have like a background in jujitsu. So they like know what you're dealing with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are the best they can do the stretching for you i'm like dude these are the these guys know what i'm dealing with they know like oh my neck hurts they know my fingers hurt because people are grabbing them they they have all the protocols so i definitely would say some of that and then there's other protocols like contrast therapy i just did some contrast therapy today like sauna and ice bath which is really good Uh, it might not be practical for some people uh to like go to a place because it might you know cost it's a little costly it's like you know, could be costly or, um, you know, they might not be able to get like a, like an ice bath or like a sauna in their home or like some of them are cheap on Amazon, but, um, it might not be practical. So find a practical way, whether that's getting an ice, 
just kind of like an ice and putting in some trash can and going into the hot shower. So you go hot shower, ice for a minute, hot shower for a minute, kind of going back and forth. I like that. Um, and then lastly, uh, sorry if I'm going on a rant here. No, 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 no. I'm I'm all in, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, well, I got I got a I uh I bought a personal sauna on Amazon. Uh, I yes, caught on, yeah. I caught on sale. So I, I hate to say this out loud, but like maybe like two years ago. And I just used it last night, and I was like, "Man, I hate myself for not using this sooner." Lamar, what <laughs> is up with that, man? Dude, I, <laughs> dude, I procrastinate so bad, man. It's like, okay, I need to start doing muscle recovery because I'm, you know, I'm starting yeah. to feel it, and it's just been sitting in the corner for like two yeah. years, man. I just cracked it open <laughs> last night, and I'm so mad there at myself. You go. There, there <laughs> I'm you so go. mad and, at and, you myself. Know, so, for for all the people here uh, listening, like, why is sauna so good? Um, you know, from the longevity side, like, you know, a few sessions per week, it helps with your cardiovascular so much, right? It really gets that drainage going on as well. A little bit of that. I hate the word detox, but it kind of does do that, like helps with the moving your, your liquids and stuff. But um, yeah, it help, it's great for recovery and stuff like that. Temperature regulation for the body is so good. Um, but yeah, the last one I would say is breath work. Um, I know this is kind of big, like where I'm at with my jujitsu peeps, like they do breath work, like events and stuff one of one of the black belts is like a wim hof instructor so we do like breath work meditation um and ice and cold or ice and hot too but like breath work i think is good i i just recommend people though like you don't have to do like a whole breath work practice i think maybe just being present with your breath and doing some breath work techniques throughout the day is a good way to recover too just because you have to understand that like not jujitsu but just life there, there's going to be stress, whether it's good or bad daily with, with your work, with your kids. I think being able to be present with your breath and to use your breath as a way to recover from quick bouts of stress on the hour is a good way to do it. Cause like I tell my clients, some of them are like, for example, uh, you know, they have meetings all day. It's like every hour is a different meeting. I tell them like in between meetings, why don't you take a breath, do a few breaths in between, but be present, um, that are deep breaths. You can do like different variations with like box breathing or like a double breath or all these different types of breathing and i think it's a great way to kind of recover it doesn't take away the stress it kind of just blunts it a little bit yeah um just just kind of make it manageable yeah i think that's good i I think like recovery like honestly it's it it's just a it's a give and take with with life lamar like right now i'll use you as an example you are such high output right now um, but the only way to maintain high output is to have good recovery. It's kind of like a truck driver going from California to New York. There has to be pit stops, right? You can't just go straight. You know, you got to go get the gas. You got to get the the snack. You got to go sleep. You got to use the bathroom. Like there has to be pit stops with a with a goal. So I tell people recovery is as important or even more so important than the training because that's how you keep your longevity in the sport. Yeah, man, it's it's just me. I just have that that bad habit of man, just go, 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 go. Um, cause I don't that's know. All I, I just, I, <laughs> that's all of us. That's all of us. I can I can never I can never sit still. You know, I you know I get antsy, and now like <laughs> I'm so driven to the point where all I want to do is train. Like all I want to do is train. Like when I when I'm training. I'm, my my mind is so clear. My mind is so focused. As soon as I get done, I'm like, I want to go back to training. So I'll come home. Yeah. I'll do a little something, something like solo drills or something. And then 
I finally go to sleep and then I wake up. It's the same thing over. Like I, I still just want to, I just want to train, man. I just want to just keep moving. Yeah, no, that's exactly. I same here. You know, I want to keep going, keep moving. Um, I just sometimes like, just look at the longevity aspect of it. Right. Like you've been doing this long enough that you're like, you know, you might get hurt and you're like, dang, it took you out for a few weeks. Like you don't want to keep doing that. You know? No, no. I, I definitely don't because I, 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 I would love to get to that point where, you know, um, if I do decide to take a, you know, a day or two off, my body is not like paying for it because I'm, you know, able to take care of it a lot better. Because, um, you know, I'm, I've been doing this for five, you know, I've been doing this for five years and I'm, yeah. you know, now I'm at the point where everything is just starting to rev up. So it's yeah. like, OK, I got to I got to play catch up. I got to play catch up. Yeah. So. Yeah. uh yeah just finding ways to like you know just take care of my body uh a lot more um so like next week i'll probably i'll still train for sure but i probably won't go as hard because you know the tournament's going to be that weekend and you know and i do also go back to work so just going to just probably do like some light gym stuff and recover and then after that you know i guess get a get better game plan for 100 percent, man 100 percent. that's the name of the game you know just got to be smart about your training smart about your protocols and you know game day is where it's supposed to be it's not supposed to be in the practice room you know in wrestling they 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 might even say this in just i don't know they they call it like a practice room athlete right or they might say this in a bunch of sports but like don't be a practice room athlete right don't don't be that guy that's like freaking amazing top dog you know biggest fish in the pond kind of thing but when when tournaments roll up or game day rolls up it's like there's there's no performance right you don't want to be that person no i don't i don't because because i didn't like my last performance at my you know at the at the tournament i did as a purple belt so i was like you know i want to do better i need to do better because that that last outing was was not was not good so i'm definitely um going in with a different mindset for sure and I'm still kind of like, you know, I, I still want to see what happens because, you know, uh, this is something I'm still not necessarily used to. Only did one uh, one before that. So I'm still kind of like filling it out. But at the same time, I don't want to just go out there and just get completely uh, squashed, you know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> trust, 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 your, uh, trust your instincts. And, um, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a way of managing anxiety and excitement at the same time. Um, you know, I've I've seen it out there myself and um, my teammates where it's like they they get to game day and it's like they blow their wad on the first match. It's like, hey, you know, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you know, right. um, you got like three or four more matches, so just kind of find a way to manage that anxiety. Know that like you can rely on the technique, rely on that, and uh, be smart about it. So I know you got this. You got it, man. Oh yeah, man. Um, I I took a real strong approach to this. Uh, I even you know I got a couple couple of the guys that I train with consistently that I you know that I really trust to uh, come through and they help you know they'll stay at the class or they'll you know we'll really work stuff during open mat. So I've really been mm-hmm. you know really really been taking it serious and you know trying to be smart about it because I like you know I just didn't want to go in boy headed and get squashed because you know competing at purple belt i mean not purple belt but uh brown belt it's very very scarce it's like you know it's always maybe like one or two uh people at the 
at the tournaments nine days so it's like i gotta be prepared to do like four rounds with the same guy or if they decide to like change the bracket so it's a lot yeah. man. it's a lot to think about yeah yeah it depends yeah i know it's it's crazy some of those tournaments it's like hey you kind of go you know round robin with the same person um you know i'm in los angeles so whenever we go to tournaments it's like they got the big ones out here like um oh, i forgot which one i just went to they have those ones where it's like dude there's like you know at least like 10 or 15 guys in the weight class so it's like you know you can go so but yeah i hear that man yeah like i'm i'm hoping that this is the case because um i think the last time i checked it was still only still only two people uh that's in the brown belt division uh it's me that's in the 30 plus and then there's a guy that's in the 40 plus i'm like uh oh like it's not looking yeah. good but we'll yeah see. <laughs> we'll like, see have fun with it though have fun with it then oh yeah man i'm definitely gonna you know go out there give it my all and have as much fun as i possibly can regardless of how many matches i have so you know it is what it is it is what it is yeah it is yep. what it is but um yeah man if you got anything else you want to add if you got anything else coming up um you know if you want to talk a little bit more about your your uh i want to say programs that you have for oh for us no man. i don't want to oh, i don't man. want this is no, I don't want to sound like I'm just like ripping and selling and like. Oh no, no, man! It. This no. is this is all jujitsu, man. Everyone needs yeah, to yeah. learn about this stuff, man. So if they want to do it for a long time, they this is the stuff that you know needs to be talked about. So I, I yeah, I'm all for what, it. What what I would say for probably 2023, like my goals, um, you know, I was kind of saying just more consistency, but I've I've been like conversing this with a lot of folks. Like I remember 2022, I think John Danaher posted something like something along the lines of like defense like he had this like little real like a good defense is the best offense he was talking to a little kid right and that was like 2021 i saw that real and then one of my one of my uh buddies he has a podcast himself his name is raf esparza he has the a grappling hour jiu-jitsu talk uh podcast or something like this as well um and he asked like a quote like what's your 2022 goal and i just said defense straight defense I think I'm still going to just straight do defense. Like, and I mean like deep, deep end defense. Like, um, there really isn't no point for me to like, I was talking with a few black belts and they're like, I just kind of told them, I was like, yeah, there really isn't a point for me to kind of keep doing the wrestling thing in my rolling matches. Like I would just rather be growing. Um, so I put myself in the deep end. So I'll start roles, like even on open mats, like putting myself in an on bar position or, just letting people take my back and just kind of going from then. Like, doesn't matter how many times I tap, you know. Um, oh, yeah. I just feel like I'm learning so much more because, like, there's no point for me, like, to do this move. It's like, well, you know, you can do that move. How about a move you don't know about? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, for me, it's just going deeper into the jiu-jitsu realm and being a jiu-jitsu practitioner and not trying to be so much of an athlete. I think sometimes, like, people come into jujitsu like i had the wrestling background i had more of a strength and conditioning and athletic background and like yeah i could use that to my advantage but what does that really uh just to be honest like, what does that really accomplish like if i'm not really growing you know for example being off my back understanding the leg lock game understanding how to be more defensive um for me so that's that's kind of been my goals is to play with that side more of things and mm -hmm. instead of just trying to rely on like the the tricks up my sleeve that I know I can always pull off no matter what kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I've been, uh, very, uh, experimental 
with uh jujitsu as of late um like just like you said just fight more off my back uh just fight more uh compromising positions to mm-hmm. uh you know just to get used to it and whatnot so you know i'm even though i'm a brown but there's still I, a lot of stuff that i still have to learn and i'm still like you know getting used to so that's every day man yeah man, that's definitely. every day I, I don't think i've ever like yeah even getting up to the collegiate level of things and like i'd still like and then going to jiu-jitsu like i would just be like i'm just so open-minded about it i'm like man there is so much growth here like i have no clue like sometimes i'll be like you know i i'll tap out a black belt or something like that and like oh that's cool but then like the next moment's like yeah you don't 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 get hung up on your high horse there like you know like that happened but like that's you know like let's really learn and see 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 what can happen because like that might have been a once in a blue moon kind of thing you know oh yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's definitely um a definitely a sport that you want to stay humble in (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i remember i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna tell this i don't think i've told this to many people but i remember when i was getting ready for a tournament back in 2019 um just like jiu-jitsu world league it was a big tournament in san diego um and i remember competing and or not competing but doing the practice beforehand and i've been you know it's been the same people in the practices the same like 15 people in the class and like at this point i was kind of like go mode i was like you know i'm i'm not doing defense i'm I'm doing my game plan right i'm sticking mm-hmm. to the game plan uh no more experiments and kind of like tapering into the plan and getting dialed in i was tapping out everybody i rolled with higher belts lower belts. it didn't really matter um, but I was just kind of just going, or I was just really situationally good, everything like that. But one week, three guys from like 10th planet Pasadena came and I was like, well, I'm still going to do my game plan. I thought I almost broke my foot that day because it was, it was leg lock mastery from them that day. And I was like, oh. dang, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> uh, electric, electric chair, rubber guard, like all this stuff. Um, and I was just like, what is going on here? Like, like I was just on top of the world. And like, that's the moment that I realized, like, do not have a false sense of security in your confidence, your ego, um, in your ability, because the moment you're on your high horse, my man, the moment someone else can take it, oh, it's such a, it's such a humbling moment. So <sighs> I try not to be, I try to be very um, level-headed with all my roles now, be level-headed with everything just because, um, man the, that moment my ego got to me the world checked it so fast and i'm glad it checked it because uh i, I think i'd still be like an a-hole or something other than that <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man yeah like i've i've always been like a humble person and um luckily i fell into a sport that you know that requires that so i never had to, i never walked around like you know i was the big dog on the yard because i'm like you know anybody can have my number any day yeah like i could be you know i could be on top of the world uh today in the next class i'm just getting you know just blown through by everybody so i'm like (laughs) yeah i I, you know i'm i'm happy i'm not like that because if i was knowing that like my type of personality and i had an ego yeah i probably would have quit jujitsu so 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 long ago man so long ago (laughs) what i love about the sports of jujitsu wrestling and i think just kind of any martial art i just just a little bit about me i would never do other martial arts like the striking like i just don't <laughs> i do not want to get hit or hit other people i just like the grappling stuff um 
I think what I love about those sports is, man, it just teaches you autonomy and it teaches you self um, reliance, right? Um, and especially because I used to coach for Beat the Streets um, for a few seasons out here and I would coach kids. And it's like, you really, you know, over the seasons, you really get to see like how kids are. And it's like, you you can tell from the beginning, like who's going to make it or not. I know that sounds kind of bad. I know that sounds kind of bad. Some kids surprise you. Mm-hmm. But it, it really is like a mentally resilient sport. The moment that you can really tell when someone will stay with the sport, uh, especially like wrestling and jujitsu, is their first loss. How they handle it. Yeah. Um. How they how they hold themselves up. Like with your daughter, like how she's gonna hold herself up, and then how that conversation is gonna go. Because, man, I've I've been on that end of that conversation, being the coach. You know, kind of, you know, trying to motivate the child or kind of accepting that hey, they had the loss, and trying to turn that mindset around, but then still losing the kid the next season or the next time because that's just they just they weren't they weren't there mentally for it it just wasn't out for them and then for the people that did lose but they were still there you get to see like their progress of like oh man look at them they're champions now and not just champions in jiu-jitsu but like i've seen these kids develop like these kids develop to become like leaders in 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 their school i I have for example there's this kid that i coached that was in the seventh grade now he's like a junior senior and he has like a few uh a few schools that will get him for scholarships and stuff i was like man like that's crazy you know like just that's to awesome. see that development you know um it's great you know it's it, it's awesome and it's 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 just it's a tough sport it's very humbling but if you can stick through it i honestly think that like you'll it, it'll transpire to so many places uh especially if you're younger or even if you're just just you know doing it as a hobby now as an adult oh yeah and you know my, you know, my daughter, this is like, will be her, this is like literally her first sport, you know? Um, so it's like, you know, she, she talks about like, you know, competing and stuff like that, but it's like, okay, I don't want to deter her from it. And I don't want to scare her to thinking that, you know, it's, it's dangerous and yada, yada, yada. But I think it's going to be a little bit harder for her because for one, we're not a competition school. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, the only time that she would, actually you know actually roll with another kid seriously would be at a tournament yeah so it's like mm, i don't know <laughs> maybe i don't know I'll, I'll if i have a if you know if i visit a school and they have a kid's class there i'll you know bring her with me so her can so she can see the difference between how we train and how you know competitors train so if you know so you have an idea that if you want you have to be serious if you want this to you know to go your way so yeah, there's a difference between like practice room and then there's there's game speed, right? Yeah. You know, there's like game intensity. It's like you can you can simulate it as much as you can. You can kind of simulate it and kind of do it on like a hard rolls and things like that. But the moment that you know your parents are watching you and the, the ref is there and you don't know where you're at, you woke up and you have to <laughs> you have to like drive somewhere. It's like <laughs> you know, it's like it's 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 a it's a hard bargain for a kid, you know. So I definitely yeah, hopefully she'll you know not too upset win or lose right have a good yeah. time that's then that's that's why i'm like you know no matter what happens you know you, you you're taking a stride if you win awesome if you lose awesome is all you're gonna learn either way yeah 100 percent, man that, that sounds exciting dude i i can't wait to be in your shoes one day as a dad looking at my kids like all right let's go <laughs> right like come on like how how are you how old are you six months yeah i think you're ready come on <laughs> are you ready let's put this gi on <laughs> like my girl would be like what are you putting on is that the new pjs i'm like uh no this is the new gi <laughs> right it's, it's a new new gi for the baby like i seen this um video 
and I think it was a Gracie. If it's not, I'll be utterly surprised. Yeah. But he was rolling with his baby. Um, I, I think the baby had to be about, uh, yeah, about four, maybe like four or five months, maybe yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit older. But you know, he's like, you know, he's, you know, he's, the, the, you know, he's pulling guard with the baby and the baby in his guard. She, you know, the baby passes guard, goes to psycho. You know, the baby put him in the arm lock, and I'm sitting here looking like utter enjoyment because when the camera zoomed in you saw the baby face and the baby was smiling from ear to ear that's awesome and i was like oh that's so awesome (laughs) that sounds awesome oh my god it definitely was man it definitely definitely was but yeah man but um yeah that's the end of today's episode i would like to thank my guest seamus again for coming on and sharing his knowledge and his experiences with us uh please go and follow our facebook and instagram page to stay up to date on our future episodes this has been talk your jits podcast keep rolling keep grinding and remember long live jujitsu have a great day